You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. While you were skipping stones, building forts and flying kites, I was missing school and on my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. Hello, I'm Mark Tuminelli, and welcome back to the Little Me Podcast. My guest today made his Broadway debut in 2009 in the Broadway revival of Bye Bye Birdie, starring John Stamos. His other Broadway credits include everyone's favorite musical, Wicked, and Disney's iconic Broadway production of Newsies. He made his network television debut in the NBC Live production of Peter Pan and created the role of Mike TV in the first national Broadway tour of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And most recently, he originated the role of Toodles in Fly at the La Jolla Playhouse. Please welcome Long Island heartthrob, Daniel Quadrino. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I've Hi. never been called a heartthrob before. Well, here you are. <laughs> Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's a lovely morning in San Diego. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. Well, yeah. thank you for getting up to uh, do the Little Me podcast. Let's jump into it. We have to. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> So you were doing Fly at La Jolla right before the shutdown or during the shutdown. What happened with that? And what are the chances we're going to see that more of that show? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that there's more chances to see the show. Uh, we had just opened. We had 27 previews and we had three performances after opening. And, you know, we were looking in the audience the night before we got shut down. And it was like, there was a lot of cancellations. There's a lot of empty seats. And I was like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> I was like, are we closing? Like, what? Like, I'm like, we're not, we can't get a notice at a regional gig. Um, but lo and behold, we did. I was actually in understudy rehearsal because I understudied Peter Pan. Cool. And I was in my fly harness getting ready to like do a show run. Like we had like did all the flying cues and I was called over to the piano to run through some music really quickly. And I opened up my phone and there was an email basically saying like, <laughs> We done. Oh, <laughs> and, then, God. and then the stage manager came in and like, well, she was there for rehearsal and we had like a quick little group Kiki with the crew and everybody who was there. And we were like, we wish we didn't have to do this, but we do. We all hugged like we'd never see each other again. We probably shouldn't have hugged, <laughs> but you know, now, you know, and uh, here we are. That was okay, in March. So <laughs> fly. Now, Peter Pan, the story of Peter Pan has been kind of told to death on Broadway and movies. I mean, we've we've had quite a few Peter Pans. What is this situation with Fly? Because because 
from everything I'm hearing, it is like exceptionally cool and a really new take on it. So what will we expect from the show when you come to Broadway with it, which in no doubt will happen. We're manifesting that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, okay. So this telling of Peter Pan is really cool because it's really from Wendy's point of view. And like, yes, like the original one is kind of from her point of view because like Peter takes her to Neverland and that all still happens, but there's a lot of like, nuances and secrets and it's all about like kind of like female empowerment and like just like really how like a woman can be their own hero and like a woman can be a hero of a story and it's really it's just so moving um the crocodile is like a bigger part of this this production and just alone the music and the choreo and the staging and the sets and the lights. It's truly a spectacle, but it's a spectacle with actual substance in there, right, which well, I'm super excited about. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. I hope that it uh, picks up some steam next fall. Me too. And I hope I'm not too old. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're aging backwards. You are like the youngest looking human, um, such as myself. Okay. Before Fly, you had toured the U.S. in the first national tour of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where you played Mike TV. Um, tell me about that experience. How did that job come to you? It seemed to be a, another really big hit on tour in a way that it wasn't quite on Broadway. So I yeah. want to hear how it was different than the Broadway production. And I want to hear your story of being involved in it. Yeah. I mean, I auditioned for the Broadway production and I made it through a few rounds of callbacks. Didn't get it. was like in a way like upset, but I still was doing wicked. So I was like, you know what, whatever I, and I said, I was like, whatever, I'll do it on tour. Like, and then <laughs> like jaded. And then, um, I left Wicked. I did a couple of workshops and then I was supposed to do a show in Canada and I backed out last minute and um, I was unemployed and I was doing a workshop of Beetlejuice. I had booked uh, a lab and it was the same producers and I had gone in for a pre-screen for the tour in December. And this was like maybe March or April. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm not going on the road. And (laughs) And then I, got a call to come back in on my lunch break from Beetlejuice lab. And I shaved in the new 42 bathroom, put a baby beat on. And I, oh, I'm familiar <laughs> with baby beat. I baby, used to, baby I said baby beat this face. <laughs> like you have no idea. Shave up and down is the oh, trick. Yeah. Up and you down just, all around. <laughs> then just stipple over it. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I go in, I like sing my song, like sing the side, do do the audition like scenes. And then Jack O'Brien goes, well, baby, you got that note. Like singing like the B at the end of whatever it was. Uh, the song that Mike sings, it's slipping from my mind. Um, anyway, didn't hear anything for like two more So weeks. memorable. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think um, it's, so, I think it's a rap. Okay, keep going. No, so I have a story about that. All right. So they wanted me to rap. Once I actually booked it and I was like, how about I sing? And they were like fierce. And then I ended up singing. So that worked out in my favor. Good but then, call. Okay. So a couple of weeks go by and I get the call that I'm going to do it. And I'm like, that's amazing. And it was really cool because I was making my principal debut. Like I understudied in everything that I've, that I've ever done, which is amazing, but I'm trying to like break out from that and like do roles. So getting to tour the country was something I'd always wanted to do. And I was so glad that I was a principal and was able to be part of a show like this because like, as I was quote unquote a principal, but it really is an ensemble piece. And I think it did better on the road because they 
they changed it a little bit. They added some more LED screens and a little bit more magic, you know. But Jack O'Brien could sell me anything. That man is a motivational speaker, like yes. at his core. And it like was just amazing to work with him and just like everybody else. And but an amazing group of people doing the and show. Doing a show like that on tour is so exciting because it's like almost set up for that. You know, it's a big family show. You're opening up in a city for a month or six weeks or whatever. And all these kids are seeing their first, a lot of them having their first kind of Broadway tour experience. So you get to be part of like this really big, big, exciting moment in city after city after city, which obviously after you open on Broadway, it's like, well then that's it. You're open. You go to your life and you're like, okay, I'm not going to have this experience. (laughs) Was there a city that stands out to you from that, from doing that tour? Oh God. I loved Chicago. That was our second city, Toronto, Philly, and like all of California. Those are probably my favorite. And like Denver and Portland. Those are like blanket statement, like most cities. I'm like every city in America. (laughs) I I loved every city. Um, So how was your Mike TV different than the movie? I know the, the show is set up differently, but how did you put your own spin on your Mike TV? Well, I am a gamer, so I didn't have to do much of a stretch. And I, you know, I went home, spoke to my parents about how much of a brat I was when I was a child. And, you know, I like to believe that I wasn't as bratty as Mike, but I kind of took things from the original movie. I took stuff from the Johnny Depp movie. And, you know, I just kind of like tapped into that, like, everyone's got a little brat kind of inside them. And just, I let him out. I let him out to come play. And I, sometimes it was like, you know, I'd be like really mad, but I was able to like, or like, I was just like, let the day kind of influence the way Mike was, which Uh sounds so crunchy granola, but like (laughs) with a character like Mike, it was kind of easy because he's just inherently over everything, everyone. So like, no matter what mood I was in, I was able to like, just be, and it would like kind of worked. (laughs) I used to say that about cabaret all the time, that it always seemed like the tightest show on Broadway because those cabaret girls, those kick girls were so over it that they could be over it. And it was like, it seemed like they were giving a thousand percent, but they were just, you know, in the ninth year of cabaret at studio 54. Um, now (laughs) how familiar, like, did you grow up watching Charlie and the chocolate factory or Willy Wonka? Yeah. I mean, like I didn't read the book until I got it, got the show, but, um, I'd seen all the movies, seen both movies and, you know, I love the original, but there's something really exciting about the Johnny Depp version. Like I think visually it's like twisted. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's kind of like, well, the book is actually twisted. Like all the children's like the bad, I called the the other kids, but not Charlie, the bad kids club. Um, (laughs) and their demises are so like, visual and like you know veruca would be torn apart at the end of the ballet and we'd hear like kids being like (gasps) like screaming and i'd be like oh oh it happened again those big ass squirrels or whatever there's a big ass squirrel over here (laughs) my boyfriend was one of the squirrels oh my god that's so great (laughs) hi boyfriend um all right so let's go back to the beginning speaking of bratty kids you you grew up on long island where on long island are you from um east rockway so it's like oceanside rock yeah i'm from westbury so You get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. So you grew up in Long Island. Your brother's an ice skater. Is that how like some of this began? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, my neighbor across the street growing up was, I mean, she was a rockette in her heyday. So like, she was like, she like, my brother and I were always like on the like lawn, listening to music, whatever, doing stupid stuff. And my neighbor saw that like, I was always moving around and like, you know, so she signed me up. <clears throat> for a dance class 
like an all boys jazz class. And I whined and complained the entire 10 minute drive to Rockwell Center that I was like, I do not want to do this. This is so dumb. I don't want to dance. I took one class. I ended up signing up for six other classes and I ended up taking six dance classes a week for like, from like, second grade to like eighth grade and then I ended up like stopping because when did you realize you could sing because you're like a singer singer you're not like a dancer who kind of can get by you like really sing it's weird because I like kind of started like as a dancer but then like American Idol happened and I remember like seeing this is so embarrassing but I remember seeing like Clay Aiken sing (laughs) somewhere out there from five goes west and I was like (laughs) I'm going to sing that for the talent show. So like I sang it at the talent show. It was like right after 9-11. So like I was wearing like, a, you know, those old Navy, like American flag shirts. Mm-hmm. I had one, but it was like, I was the tiniest child that like, it literally like looked like a dress and it was still like a children's small. Like it was like past my knees, like in like the baggiest jeans singing, like somewhere out there sounding like a mouse, like <laughs> really method. And then I kind of, um, you know, fell in love with it from there. I did like all of like the talent shows in the town, just like American Idol is what really made me be like, I want to sing. And then that's kind of what made me kind of realize that I was like, oh, I want to dance, but like maybe I should focus more on singing, which so was we, a mistake. We have Clay Aiken <laughs> to to thank. Thanks. Like what? Like no, he was I'm amazing. Such a fan. I'm such all a right. Fan. I was a Clay fan. I even made like a CD mix called Aiken for Clay at the time. <laughs> So embarrassing. Okay. So your your neighbor Rockette sets you up for dance. You dance like crazy. You start singing. When do you start like doing shows? Okay. I played a lollipop in Candyland in elementary school. And I was like, that was fun. But then I just kept singing and doing my dance stuff. Um, then like one of the recitals, my the head of the dance studio was like, we're going to have a dance number. And it's up all boy tap number. And it's like, it was basically when I get my name on lights from... Boy from, Boy from Oz. I sang the beginning part, and then all the boys came in. We tapped, and I was like, "Ooh, this is fun!" Like, this where is are like- all these boys taking dance class on Long Island? This is wild to me. I don't know how this class was not available to me. my chubby <laughs> <Right>. body. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did that, and then I was in seventh grade, and I auditioned for Hello Dolly, and because my high school was. There was like a middle school wing and then it was like seven through 12. So like it was a small high school. We had a hundred kids in each grade. Like my town's very small. So audition for Hello Dolly, book the role of Ambrose Kemper at a ripe seventh grade. <laughs> not booked it. You didn't. <laughs> not booked. <laughs> you guys, did you book it? Hey, you book. I booked Ambrose, um, <laughs> the painter. You heard of it? Um, <laughs> my ermine guard was taller than me. It was all like gags about how she was picking me up. Oh, sounds like it was three and a half hours long. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did Hello Dolly, and then from there I was like, oh, I really like doing theater and acting. Did every show in my my um, my school, and then I like found that Rockville Center was doing had an organization called KPWK kids performing who care and they raised all the money made from the shows went to um a children's cancer fund and yeah uh at not for non-hodgkin's uh lymphoma i'm pretty sure i said that right um and so i did high school musical and that was like my breakout role was troy bolton gave me a polyp but here i am (laughs) (laughs) okay so you did this breakout role but how does that get you to Broadway? Did you get an agent or a manager from any of these Rockville Center community? No. <laughs> so I, I started the Rockville Center community theater production of Oliver. If you want a video, I'll find one for you. 
would love it. I played Fagan. That was my last role in high school. I played Fagan my junior year. All right. Um, yeah. But your senior year, you couldn't do your musical. No. Let's I, do a transition. <laughs> da, 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 da. Broadway. Okay. So I, <laughs> so I went in. I was in music theory my junior year of high school and I never paid attention. I was, it was in the Mac lab. It was like the new computer lab with all these like amazing flat screen Apple computers. And I was like, blah, 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 like always on like line. And like, you know, I had my eye chat up. So like my friends were texting me and I remember this girl that I was doing community theater with was her name was Beth Solsky. And she was like, sent me a link to a playbill audition for Bye Bye Birdie. And I was like, Oh, that sounds interesting. I like literally shamelessly raised my hand because my music teacher was the music theory teacher and like very close with him to this day i'd be like mr Zell, can i go audition for this and like he was like just like who do i think i am and he, anyway i go to this open call it's right it's at the roundabout audition studios and it was when nine to five was on broadway and i show up to this um call it starts at 10 i'm like i'll get there at 9 30 yeah whatever it'll be fine <laughs> get on the I'll, long island railroad get on the li double r um i go there and um the line is wrapped around the block and i'm like okay cool and i'm like i guess i'll get seen when i get seen like whatever like they're going till six i'll get seen i'm like from 43rd or wherever it was 44th, 44th. all the way around yeah, yeah i'm like on the like Times square side of the block and all I hear for like three and a half hours is nine to five. Like the like whole marquee is just playing, playing over and over again. I was like, oh my God. And never saw nine to five, but I hated that song by the end of it. Um, so like the marquee was playing the song nine to five. Yeah. So like, cause I was on the other side of the street. Got it. And like, you know how Broadway marquees, you know, remember Broadway marquee? No, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> like, so like they were like, especially that theater, they play the music and it was really loud. And, um, so whatever I hear that for three hours, the line starts moving. <laughs> I get finally get up to like the building and they're like, Oh, here's a number. Come back at like whatever time. And I had so much time that I literally took the railroad back home and then my dad drove me back in. Wow. Thanks, Steve. Um, MVP. So he drives me back in. I go in and I went with a girl from my high school. And we go up at the same time and they're typing people. For those of you who don't know typing, it's basically they look at you in a line and they're like, you, 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 not you. And it's the worst experience ever. But somehow made it through the type, the type list. She did it. Sorry, girl. End of our friendship. Like, no joke. Like, oh, like I was like... I, I didn't no, do anything. I'm not, I, I like, it's not my fault. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, whatever. I do my first audition in a coat closet. And I know it's the coat closet because it's where we put our backpacks once we started rehearsal. I know it's when you go in on the right, there's like yep. a coat closet. Yeah. And it like, they like Jimmy rigged a piano in there and like Kate Bucca was there like in the corner. I sing and she was like, hey, do you dance? I was like, yeah, whatever. Like had a call back 12 auditions later. What are they even doing for 12 auditions? There's like not 12 auditions worth of material in Bye Bye Birdie. I know, especially for like Mitch Miller TV ensemble slash Hugo Peabody cover. Like I didn't have anything to sing, but um, they had us sing like, so like I had to do a lot of, a, a lot of live and dance combo. Then they had me come sing for Bobby, who was the director. And then I, um, <laughs> And then I went back in and this one time I, I sang those magic changes for every audition 
And I went into this first audition being like, they're going to cast like 20, 27 year olds as, as these parts. Now, fast forward. I'm like, please cast this. You're like, I'm a 27 year old desperate <laughs> like, for, like, to play like, a teen on yeah, Broadway. Okay. So you have like <laughs> all these auditions. Um, I, do you start being like, this is going to happen. Like I'm going to be on Broadway and buy my birdie. No, I literally didn't know. And this sounds so bad, but like I did, my parents like, were like, yes, theater. It's awesome. Keep dancing. But they didn't know anything about it. So like, I didn't know what equity was until I joined. joined because I, and like, I know that that's very like, that's not the norm. And I like, I'm very like, like lucky that that happened because I know it's not like that for everybody. But so the one time I did under like, I kind of was starting to get the idea was that when I was at final callbacks and they had like three different groups of people and they were bringing Matt Doyle around and type and like putting him next to all the groups. Cause he did the workshop and they put him next to me. And I remember hearing them be like, they're similar. And I was like, now we're not really similar, but I guess it was like, <laughs> I was like, I was similar enough to like book the cover. So like I got it. And like, I knew I was kind of like, I maybe thought something was going to happen. Cause it was like the group with like all the kids, like Bryn, mm-hmm. Ali Trim. And I'm like, those are people from 13. Like, oh, this. like, so like nailed it. All right. So like, who told you that you got it? Kate Boca called my house phone. <laughs> ring ring I was like having a horrible day and my mom answered the phone and I was upstairs like just like whatever like listening to music and she's like Danny come downstairs so I was like I don't want to and she's like come downstairs and I was like fine and then she's like they're on the phone like 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 just like like signaling and I was like okay changed my mood really quick they told me I booked it and then I had to go from finding out that I booked the show Bye Bye Birdie to go to rehearsal for a community theater production of Bye Bye Birdie, where I played <laughs> Albert Peterson. Like, I literally was like, book Broadway, gotta go play Albert. Like, like just That's like, <laughs> From Bye Bye Birdie to Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, Birdie okay. to Birdie. So <laughs> you're, when is this falling into your senior year of booking this job? That was the, sum, like... Summer going into your senior year. It was like the end of my junior year, I'd found out. And then, like, I had all, like... And then we started in July. My first rehearsal was July... 12th I believe or like I like it's like I very unimportant for this conversation yeah, I was like <laughs> for my mind it helps so it was we started rehearsals in July so like this must have I found out like must have been like end of May or early June okay so you start <laughs> I know what you're doing um so if you start you rehears- start rehearsals in July is the plan to rehearse the show and once you start performing to go back to school during the day and do Bye Bye Birdie at night Yes. So, so up, how until did that then, work out? up until then, we like all of rehearsals, like I was doing um, homeschooling. And then once the show opened to, I ended up still doing homeschooling. Um, and then once the show ended its limited run in January, I went back to school from like, and my schedule was like amazing. I went to school from like 830 in the morning to noon and then I would like be done for the day and then I'd like go to auditions or whatever because like once birdie happened I booked it I reached out to Kate and I was like hey I want to do this can you help me get an agent boom got an agent and it like and it kind of all fell into my lap okay well tell me about bye bye birdie as your first Broadway experience was it like what you thought was it just like your community theater show on crack or was it (sighs) felt like a totally different ball game it definitely felt very sparkly. I mean, I was working with Uncle Jesse. Like, that was, like, the craziest thing. Were you like, a Full House fan? Oh, my God. 
Yes, yes, we all were. Like, it was like, oh my God, Uncle Jesse. Yes, he's Uncle Jesse in real life for anybody who's going to wonder this after they listen to this. But so it was just like one of the most magical experiences. And like, yes, the show, like I know got like really bad reviews, but like the kids in it were amazing. Like it was a great family. I still talk to these people to this day. Like we had a full company Zoom, like <laughs> Like literally with like Gina Gershon, was she? She on? didn't. She didn't show, but everybody else did. Are you not surprised? <laughs> Next question. Silent. <laughs> All right, so you're doing this cool show. A train drives through the set. I mean, it was there were some cool things that yeah. were happening, and you're like on Broadway, and you're a senior in high school. How does that like not go to your head, or does it go to your head? I I don't really think it went to my head. I mean, like I at least I hope it didn't. Um, I kind of just went with the flow. I just was like super thankful and just like kind of, it was like all about, it was like all happened in a matter of six months. You know, like I started rehearsals in July and it closed in January. So it was like a very quick kind of like, here's a taste of Broadway. Just kidding. Like, yeah. and I was like, Oh, and then four and a half years went by and I didn't really work, which okay. was like super hard. <laughs> and you go back to high school when Bye Bye Birdie's over, even those short days. Was that a hard yeah. transition or was it easy because your schedule is so easy? It was easy because my schedule was easy, but like I didn't like my high school. I mean, my teachers were great, but like it wasn't a great experience for yeah. me. Like, you know, you, I think. Could we have the same yeah. exact high school experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, except for I was not on Broadway in high school. So <laughs> I'm very jealous. And I would have been very jealous of you as another student. I would be like, I hate that kid. <laughs> he's he so he's bad. so cool. <laughs> He thinks he's so good. All right. So you go to, you have Byron Birdie, a very cool experience. Um, and then you go to Pace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you go through your, your, your time at Pace. Yes. And when you're a senior at Pace, is that's when Newsies happens? Yes. Yeah, so I had been on. We're just going to, we're going to scan over yeah. our, some Pace time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Okay. So go to Pace. I'm auditioning, like literally went to Pace because I wanted to keep auditioning and like I was auditioning nonstop, but I didn't go to Pace until sophomore year. I didn't get in academically because my SAT grades literally looked like Jackson took them for me. Um, <laughs> Jackson, your dog. Yes. <laughs> um, so I go to St. Francis in Brooklyn Heights for my freshman year, um, go, go to my school, then like go to school during the day, audition like right after. I am auditioning for Newsies every day of my life. I was in final swear at Paper Mill, didn't book it. So pissed, so upset. Cause I was like, oh, I'm gonna get it. Like I had the feeling I was gonna get it. Didn't get it. Every time there's a replacement, I go in. I went in for when it opened on Broadway, didn't get it. Tracks and tracks open, blah, blah. My dancing's not strong enough. My dancing's not strong enough. Shouldn't have quit dancing in eighth grade. Kids don't quit. Um, Kids listen. <laughs> um, do the thing. Finally have an, a final audition for the track I'm gonna get. They call my agent. They're like, we're holding a final, another final next week. Have him take a week of ballet. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll do anything at this point. Do the, do like three classes, go back in, do the whole thing. They make jokes. Like, you know, the score, like, you know, the whole show. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do it. Do my Davy, my crutchy, my Albert sides, sing the songs, crack on a C sharp, riff it down in front of Harvey Firestein. He's like, that's how you do it. Like, and I was like, work. Okay. Felt good. Go to the elevator. They call me back and they're like, they just have one more question. I go in and they're like, Jeff Calhoun, the whole team's in there. Cause it was like kind of immediate replacement when I'm like, uh, like looking around, no one's talking to me. And they're like, Danny, we just have one more question. 
And I was like, yeah, what's up? I was like, do you need me to be a newspaper at this point? Like, honestly, like I'll be up. Um, and then they're like, how would you like to be a newsie? And I literally just like broke down and started sobbing. Like truly, I was like, where are the cameras? Is this like a Disney special? Like, I don't know what is happening. Get on that railroad, go home, tell mom and dad, like literally like film their reaction. Like funniest reactions I've ever, like, like best, just genuine. Cause it was like, just such like a, a moment, like I had auditioned for Newsies 24 times and it's like, if I gave up, like that wouldn't have ever happened. So my dad always says this, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I kind of like live by that now, especially now. After 24 uh, Newsies auditions. My body's so what broke. was it like? To, <laughs> yeah, my body's broken. Um, what is it like to join uh, like a moving train like that, a show that is like a yeah. hit, people are obsessed with it, and then you get like Insta fame because you are a Newsies. Those so Twitter what followers. is it like to, to jump that? Those Twitter people <laughs> found out that I was in the show before it was announced because all the boys started following me on Twitter and it was like, how hell we're close and I couldn't say anything I was just mm, I don't know like I just did, like didn't reply to anything so I mean I was lucky I got four four weeks of I think like five weeks of rehearsal instead of four because they were replacing the deck Ooh. from like a steel deck to have more spring because it was mm. then excuse me turned into an open-ended run so they were like we need to save these boys knees <laughs> um thank you um but it was crazy because i had like learned albert in a rehearsal studio with michael fatica and julia uh, julian DeGuzman, thank god and wow. lou castro but he was gone a lot so michael and julian taught me the whole show and it was just me him and luca padavan who is now like the famous the greatest. <laughs> um love yeah. him um we joined together and we'd rehearse like in separate rooms and then come together at the end of the day and like do the numbers with like just me and him. And I'm like, this is so weird. And I'd never been, so weird. right. I'd never been put into a show before. So then I go into my put in and I'm the only one in costume. Like I knew I, I was briefed on what it was going to be like. And I like was like a ghost the entire time. And I made, I did my put in the same night as my opening. So like, I was like, and mind you, I'm going to school from eight 30 to like 10 and then going to, rehearsals for like, and I never was not in rehearsal because I covered Davey and Crutchy. Once I got my first track down, I probably went on for Crutchy like two weeks later. And then I went on for Davey like a, like a month later. So like, it was a whirlwind, but like, I was like ready for it. I was so excited. And like, I just was down to do the work and I was there to prove everybody wrong that like, I can dance. I've waited so long to get you in the Whatever. show. Whatever. My, my toes may not be pointed all the time, but I'm here. I'm jumping just as high, singing higher. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's like, because this is band of brothers situation at Newsies, that there was like a lot of messing around and a lot of, you know, sort of silliness <laughs> um, backstage and on stage. Yeah. What are some of the stories that jump out at you? Um, okay. So two really quick, they would play pass the squeeze, like during carrying the banner and it would be like tap, Tap, and you just have to would like pass along, and like it's easy because you just like everyone's like, "Hey, dude, Albert, we," and like slap each other, like because newsy <laughs> language is hitting each other. And then um, in Act Two, right before Once and for All, I played uh, uh, Bill Hurst, the son of William Randolph Hurst, and there's a paper that I would like write on, and it would be like Kara and I just like writing like farts, like love, <laughs> like just like stupid stuff, <laughs> and then. Broadway Square Lindsay, the best. When she booked Wicked, she would come down under the cross and like do stupid stuff. Like just be like, make make me laugh. And I'm like, that has to go in your popular. Like I would just like always be like that. Direct, forward, directing her. We did the show together. What? 
Oh my God, that's so crazy. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, the fan reaction for Newsies is so wild. Was that like a weird thing to get used to from being this like, <laughs> you know, Bye Bye Birdie where it's like cute and now you're like an adult yeah. and there are people following you and things like that. Not figuratively, literally yeah. all the things. How strange is that to get used to? You know, to? during Birdie, I had a little taste of it randomly, like a few people. Like I ha- I got like some fan mail and I just thought it was so, like I was still like, what is this? I'm just like, this is so weird. <laughs> Cut to Newsies, like literally like I would get asked like, what's your favorite cookie? Like on Twitter. And I'd be like, then sent boxes of cookies or like, what's your favorite candy? My roommates in college were like, can you just tweet that we need like toothpaste and toilet paper and maybe they'll bring it to the stage <laughs> store. <laughs> but that is but great. The fans were actually like, the fans of Newsy are amazing. The fansies. And I remember the day we found out that we got our closing notice, that stage door broke my heart. I remember like all these people crying and I like was like, I somehow didn't cry. And I was like telling them, I was like, this is you guys are the reason this show has been as successful as it is. So thank you. That show should still be running. Well, not tonight, but it should have run a lot longer. You should talk to my dad. He still wears that Newsies pullover every day. He loves it. Listen, <laughs> I'm sure he's very proud of you. Was Peter Pan live next? Was that the next yeah. thing or did you join Wicked? Um, I, it was Peter Pan live. I was doing, I had booked a show at Goodspeed called The Circus in Winter and I was doing a reading of it because I originally I found out that I didn't book Peter Pan live originally. They cut the track that I was actually going to get. So I was like literally about to leave for Goodspeed in a week and my agent was like, there's been a change of plans. You're not going to get seed. And I was like, what? And he's like, but you're going to be in Peter Pan Live. And I was like, holy crap. Like that was like, that was like the coolest thing. Like say what you want about those live musicals. There's so much work that goes into it. It was, Don't yell I was like, me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you. <laughs> no, um, but it was the coolest thing. Ongoing joke that it was like the newsies have never land because it was like, truly like all the news boys were lost boys. And, um, that that was wild because I was like, A, I'm going to be on TV. B, it's going to be done in one day. But we like filmed it on Long Island. So I passed my community theater like every day on the way to Grumman Studios. So like that was a really full circle moment for me to be like, know where you came from. Now you get to watch Christopher Walken and Allison Williams the sword fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? All right. So what was happening over there? Tell me about work. I mean, you know, like I actually I think the live musicals are a really special thing and they have to continue to do them, good, bad, or ugly. Peter Pan took a little bit of a left. Uh it's it felt like, you know, maybe they weren't exactly sure of what they maybe wanted to do with this particular property well it seems uh in, in rehearsals they were very sure but they were like we're gonna have the cameras in the shot so it's like 360 not like just in front like so cut to us blocking the whole show in the studio like not really doing that like make like being like and this is where the camera's gonna be this is where the camera's gonna be we get to grub and we have like two weeks or three weeks there we reblock the whole show because like we have to and then like I mean, I think personally that it was 
they they took what they learned from Sound of Music, applied it, upped it, and then like they get better every year. Like yes, like it's mm-hmm. hard to do a show with flying that's going to be on TV. Like of course we're not going to not be able to see the wires. There's going to be mishaps. Like blah blah blah. Um, but like I thought like if as far as like Peter Pan goes, like that was a cool version of Peter Pan. Like just like stylistically, like the way Neverland looked. Um. Catherine Zuber's costumes were in- incredible. Um, and like Amanda Green worked on it, which I thought was super cool because her dad is one of the original writers. So like it was cool to yeah. have her as a consultant and they added some stuff in and like Kelly O'Hara as like the Wendy's mom. Like I'm like, when else would that happen? So like it's so cool. Yeah. Like she's not playing Wendy's no, mom no. <laughs> at the Broadhurst. Yeah. Um so how nerve wracking is it to do that live? Like when you're like, okay, we're going, like it's starting. Like, is there, are you pooping your pants? Or you're just like, this is so ridiculous. I just have to play. A mixture. Um, we, so we all yeah. decided to put our phones away. We're not going to look at our phones during the whole thing. Like, and we are in the green, like in the backstage area, there was like three sound, sound stages. And like the one in the back was like the dressing room area slash like where everyone got ready and watched the show happening live. So like I watched up until the first or second commercial break when they fly to Neverland in like live. So then I'm like, so by that time I was like, okay, like this is just another dress rehearsal because there's no audience reaction. It's just like, okay, commercial. And like, you're done. You move on. You're like (sighs) at the end of a dance number, you're like, wait a minute. What? Um, so like our first entrance felt like it was fake, but I remember like, like my heart was like pounding out of my chest and Garrett Hall was my dance partner for that for like that first like leapfrog section and that's who I replaced in Newsies. So it was like cool to like get to like work together like that, but another full circle. So we're all just like freaking out that this happened. And then like once the leapfrog section was done for me, that was kind of like the hardest part of my show. So then I was like, okay, I don't know. Like I just kind of like pushed out that this was actually happening on television. And then like we partied on Neverland after like, and I got to like, drink champagne and like slide down the slide and like the lost boys hideout and like go on this like just like it was so cool that's so cool how is christopher walk-in to work with you know he used to sit alone at lunch and i i think it was because everyone was afraid of him he was actually so so nice and like so like he's just like what you see is kind of like what you get like he's very odd i remember one day we were doing uh he was supposed to call like wendy a spicy vixen but like that was like the line but he said spicy meatball instead and like everybody just like fell on the floor and then like you know he's such a ham that it just like went on for like 10 minutes after i like learned a lot from like i mean spicy meatball is probably the title i mean spicy meatball yeah i have a spicy meatball like what Um, very, what is such a cool thing to get to do? All right. So we have to talk about Wicked. We have to talk about all of the incredible concert work you do. So you do this really cool thing, Peter Pan Live. When does Wicked come into your life? Okay. So December, Peter Pan happened. I had like two months off. I got a dog. I wanted a dog. I moved into my own apartment. I had a studio apartment. And then I was like, my agent was like, you're going in for Wicked. I had gone in once before for Bach. They said I was too tall. I roll um, like truly um, if you're listening, I'm still available. Um, I go in, I do a dance call, which is like a walking section in one short day. I literally like was like, I'm getting cut. Like I did everything wrong. Like truly cut to end up getting a call back later that day. Go back I, to Telsey. 
sing for Brian and Lisa, who are Brian Perry the and, the, yeah. and Lisa was the resident, is the resident director. Do the stuff. They didn't even have me do the box sides because they were like, we know you can do them. Like you just did them a couple of months ago. Can you just sing the end, the tenor one line of No More It's Wicked? They vocalize us one by one. There's four of us. It's always four. Um, and then I go in, belt the B flat, go home, bless up. Like, okay, maybe it'll happen. The next day I get a call from my agent and he's like, they need Jen Oz. And I'm like in the back of a cab, just crying. Like, just like, I'm always crying. Were you a big fan of my Wicked? My name was Tragically Green too in eighth grade. And I was part of the online day, Wicked Day singing contest, second annual, <laughs> top five. Now you know. <laughs> now I know. So you are a Wicked fan. This say. is a very <laughs> amazing moment. When you watch a show, it's like... Back in the day, it was like that for me, for Les Mis. I was like, God, to just be in this show. And I kind of feel that same way yeah. about Wicked. It just feels like so magical and special. Do you, When you join a show like that, that really is a machine that's been yeah. running for so long, do you still feel that magic or does it feel like you're just being thrown oh, in? Oh, I felt the magic. I literally was ah, like- Ah, tell me. Like, oh my God, that's Elphaba's dress. Oh my God, that's Linda's bubble. Like for the first like six months. And it was like, my circumstances of me joining the show was a little like interesting. Like someone had got let go and then I had kind of just like joined in like very, so the atmosphere like of the group of people, like it could have gone one of two ways, like, but mm -hmm. everybody was so welcoming and amazing. I was terrified, but I was so thankful that I had Kara and Robin DeJesus and Lily Cooper was the standby at the time. And I had known all of them so well. So like, I, I felt like I was brought in like really like very, and I was like taken care of and safe. Um, but yeah, I mean like it was, I remember like just my, my first time on his Bach, I feel like I actually remember like when I hit that spotlight with the suitcase, like I just remember being like eighth grade Danny is literally deceased and like <laughs> never coming back. I turned to my mom at intermission when I saw this with Adina Menzel, Jennifer Laura Thompson and Joey McIntyre and Carrie Shelley, Carol Shelley, remember the whole cast. Um, and I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be in this one day. And like getting to like call her and be like, mom, it happened was like sick. Like, yes. Like, Oh my God. I yeah. love it. How cool for them to get to see you do yeah. that. It, it, yeah. You know, like it, it, wicked is Broadway. Like that's like what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it never disappoints. It real. I feel like it's only gotten better yeah. with age personally. Like, uh, you know, I was there to see that anniversary performance, the Jessica Vosk. And I was like, this show is so tight. And so it has such, such impact still. It's and so relevant. It's so great for, Every yeah. age, it's just like they don't, it doesn't happen often. So, how fabulous to be part of that! How long did you stay in the in the show? I was for? there for two and a half years. And, and does that get challenging? Yes. Like, I'm not going to lie, doing something two and a half years. And my track wasn't necessarily like the most fulfilling. Like, like, I mean, it was still like I was doing Wicked. I didn't care. Like, I was still like living my dream on Broadway, but I was like wanting to do more. <laughs> Bless you. And, um, Bless you. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, after two and a half years, I put my notice in, I had booked, um, a production of Newsies at the Muni and Newsies at Pittsburgh CLO. And I did a one man play called fully committed at Nantucket Oof. theater workshop, Nantucket, where I played 46 different people. So I was like, and then I was supposed to go on to do a show in Canada, but stuff ended up happening. And that's when I like backed out of it. Okay. Yeah. 
So, I mean, once I left, it was really hard because like now I'm like, oh, I would go back in a heartbeat. But like, I think it was a really um, big thing for me to do to like put my notice in. It was like very, it felt very powerful to be like, I've enjoyed my two and a half years. Like I wrote a letter. I cried the entire time. Like my second to last show Saturday night on Broadway was a mess in a dress. Like I literally just was sobbing, like couldn't look at anyone like, and, and Kara was there. Kara left. Then I had Carrie St. Louis and then Kara came back and Jenny Denoya was my first Elfie. Um, Caroline Bowman, Rachel, and then Jenny came back. So it was like, the end is the beginning. This yeah, full it was circle, like very yeah. Very odd, and um, just my last show. Jenny did a fierce option up for Defying Gravity, and I was like, like on center, always looking at her because that's where I was. And I just like was crying and just like you know, like all this stuff. Like it was just so magical. I was like, bye, Elfie girl, bye, Glinda. Like, oh my god, like I've got gotten to know these characters and the show so well, like inside and out. Like it's truly like. Yes, it's like ultimate musical theater geekness to know everything about Wicked, but I feel like it's like another like I I don't know. It's just like was it was so cool. I you had a really special yeah. experience, and I think there is something about taking control of it and saying I had this experience and now I'm going to move on, and that's the only way I think doors open yeah. is if you can close one. <laughs> so it's uh, I'm sure it'd be fun to go back for six months and play Bach. And you hear that? do that that's what we'll send yeah. out when broadway's back you'll go back do Bach for six months before your next original broadway show um you are, are an incredible concert singer i watched you do a bunch of 54 below things in the last 24 hours in preparation for this your vocals are so dynamic and you put your own spin on things is that something you want to do more of are you going to make an album talk to me about yeah that kind of i mean like that's always been like a dream of mine to like make an album or like put more music out i have a single on itunes and that's one that I wrote like by myself, but now I, j I just started working with some writers and hopefully soon there'll be more music out. That's a little bit more mainstream and pop. You know, I always, like I said, like I grew up watching American Idol and that's how I kind of like learned to sing. Um, so like my voice, like I grew up listening to like Cher and Whitney and like the Beatles, like my parents had pretty good taste in music. So, you yeah. know, I was, and like all Motown stuff. So like, that's all the stuff that I learned how to sing. So like, I feel like my influence like the way I sing is like directly from what I used to listen to growing up, you know, like I'm such a, you know, I, I definitely have learned that you don't need to riff everything. Hear that kids. You don't have to riff. That, everything. that comes with it. Age, does, it but does. <laughs> I will come to your full Whitney Houston. Daniel Quadrino does Whitney Houston concert. I don't know. At the oh Green 42. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like literally have done so many shows of 54 below and it's like, I'm like, that's like my second apartment. Like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. We have to do obsessed and we have to do a quick fire question. So Daniel Quadrino, what are you obsessed with right now? Tell the people. It doesn't have to be theater related, right? Or does it? Okay. It could be anything. Okay. I am currently obsessed with anything and everything Real Housewives. It's my escape. <gasps> um, Same. What's your favorite city? Specifically Potomac. There's nothing Potomac. like Potomac. Potomac. They are delivering this season. We can talk for hours. Like, um, I love Potomac. And my boyfriend and I have started listening to, like, podcasts about the house size. You just need to know everything. And then, like, also obsessed with my Switch right now. Or in the Blind Forest. Just had a sequel come out. Like, it's... I've already put six hours in and it's come out. It came out. Or I downloaded it two days ago. <laughs> 
All right. Well, this is very exciting. I know nothing about <laughs> yeah. gaming, but I know lots about Housewives. Yeah. My obsessed this week is uh, Marissa Mulder, who's a cabaret singer who I just think is so special and doesn't sound like any other human. Spotify her. Um, it's M-O-L-D-E-R is her last name. Um, she has an album called Two Tickets Left that is like kind of perfection. So give it, give it a listen out there, Marissa Mulder. All right. Ready for the Broadway Workshop quick fire questions? Yes. <laughs> this is how we know each other because you've taught so much about right. workshop and you're an excellent teacher and we always love having you, love uh, you know, fill in in a pinch or <laughs> teach your own class and you're, you taught an amazing workshop this summer and we love working with you. Okay. Your first audition song. Those magic changes. Favorite holiday. Uh, Halloween. <laughs> first Broadway show you ever saw. Aida. Life changing. Ooh, good one. <laughs> like original cast, who was I? Um, it was Simone, but everybody else was still oh. there. Yeah. Okay. Did you have braces? No. Tell me one thing about John Stamos. He gave us all flip cams with the Bye Bye Birdie poster on it for opening night. <laughs> Favorite song to sing now? Oh, um, oh my God. Oh, um, I just did a Santa Fe mashup of Santa Fe and Letter from the Refuge, so I've just been singing that a lot because I just recorded it. Check it out on my Instagram. Love it. <laughs> We will. If you can go back and do one performance of anything in your career, what would it be? I would do um, Closing Night of Newsies again. What would your superhero power be? To fly. What do you want on your bagel? Cream cheese. <laughs> do you have a pre-show ritual? Music, my diffuser, a vocal warm-up, and good vibes. <laughs> Tell me one thing about Gina Gershon. She has a children's uh, album. And there's a song called Poop, Poop, Talking Doo-Doo. <laughs> God, strangest fan interaction. Okay, um, I had a fan give me notes at the stage door once. <laughs> and I had like notes on your performance. Yes. She was like, everybody else was up on eight and you were up on seven. I said, you don't get to do that. <laughs> <gasps> was what show is that? Geez. I was like, uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> uh -uh. Sorry, Linda. All right. Um, yeah, mom. Favorite Alphaba. <laughs> oh, I can't answer that. Okay. <laughs> There's too many. Mm -hmm. Rachel Parker, Christine, right. everyone that I've done it with. All of anyone you've done it with. Go to album for a car trip. Maggie Rogers. Have you ever taken over a diner on Long Island after a show? Yes. <laughs> okay, great. One show or job you'll never get over not booking. Oh my God. There's so many. Uh Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Well, the it's not over. Right. No, that one is. The door's closed. Okay. The door <laughs> is closed. Um, what would Mike TV do for work if he had survived the factory? Uh, I don't know if he would be working. I think he'd still be living in his mother's basement. Um, I he, it, but he, I guess he still is. Uh, but he'd probably be doing something in um, gaming or computer right. hacking. <laughs> I think that's yeah. more likely. Worst audition you can remember? I was auditioning for Into the Woods at the Muni and I was auditioning for Jack and I had to start over three times because I couldn't get the words right. <laughs> Still can't. Great. When you're way up. I, okay. Yeah. When you're um, in a tree and you're all a little something. Like, <laughs> and you're on the floor. Um, I want blank movie to be a musical. Um, I want this movie called Flipped to be a musical. What role should Patti Lapone play in the next revival of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Willy Wonka. <laughs> Oh, yes. Are you into true crime? No. Great. <laughs> if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? My dog, to me. 
stop taking pictures of me. Um, <laughs> if you don't have to answer this one, it's a new one. Worst show you've ever been in. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm joking now. Okay, can you name two housewives? 99% of all podcast guests cannot, but I know you're going to okay. give me two. Monique Samuels, Giselle Bryant, <laughs> Dorinda Medley, RIP, Lisa Renna. I could go on. All right, good. You, you make me feel so fresh. My heart feels grateful right now. Name a musical you're okay with never seeing again. Uh, lame is. If you can go back in time and see any Broadway show, any year, any show, what would it be? The original West Side Story. Have you ever left a show at intermission? Yes, I broke my hand uh, right before Seize the Day at Newsies, and I had to literally... Oh, you meant leave. Oh, your own you show. Leave, like, yeah, left that's left. a good story, too. <laughs> um, so you broke your hand at Newsies. A set piece fell, like, closed on it. One of the steel doors fell on me. So I left. Have you ever... <laughs> Have you ever sat in a theater and been like, nope, I'm out, intermission? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you tell? Do you want to tell um, us? I can't because I'm friends with a lot of okay. people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. What, mo <laughs> what movie can you watch over and over again? Um, Inside Out. Awesome. You did it. That's a Broadway Workshop quick fire question. Danny Quadrino, tell the people where they can follow you, find out what you're doing, hear about your Spotify things. Yes. Tell us. All. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Quadrino. Very easy. <laughs> well, everyone should do that. And thank you so much for being here. It's so fun to hear your story. You're such a joy and a light. And I love seeing you on stage, but I love getting to catch up with you here even more. So thank you for being here. I'm so here. happy I was able to do this. This is so Thank fun. you. <laughs> and if you're having a good time listening to the Little Me Podcast, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Little Me Podcast. And follow me, Mark Tuminelli, at Mark Tuminelli on Instagram as well. And uh, we'll see you next week with an all-new episode. Bye, friends. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network, and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash littleme. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.